Oh, just to let you guys know, Kurt did promise to send us some coffee that I don't believe I'm double checking here. Just just got to us in time. Well, I will say, like, I haven't even gotten my coffee yet either. So Uh, I just got it. It's I think late. we need to postpone this recording. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. All right. It's a dud. Uh, Clearly, I mean, it's out who's not professional. And... It's available for purchase. <laughs> oh, could... Now it's purchase. <laughs> There's a link I could send you. Hey, Jamie, you know that help he needs on that historic preservation thing? Yeah. You're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> If you could help him and pay for it, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And wear pants. And I got to wear pants to do it all, too. Oh. <laughs> Please bring pants. Yeah. Jorts are pants, right? Jorts. Uh, <laughs> Maybe in right. St. Clair Shores, Tucky. I don't, I don't speak of the language. <laughs> Saint, oh, sorry. There's too many St. Clair's Shores gross points. All the points. All the points. We're snobbier. Well, what do you guys want to talk about today? (laughs) Clearly, it's not coffee. So we get to scratch (laughs) out the name of their podcast from this because (laughs) some people. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Be a climate change sketch podcast. Let's talk about climate change. I I was going to suggest it's 300. So, like, is this like a like a Sparta thing? Like, are you bringing <laughs> us as tributes? Like, is this, is this what you guys do? Like, well, yeah, I'll, right. I'll say that guess who's going over first. This guy. Yes, exactly. It one reminds of, me. Of... One of them was responsible for coffee delivery. <laughs> that never happened. Well, ask, ask, ask Jamie how, prompt i am with anything oh yeah well like i don't know was like we we bet on the super bowl and there was like a coffee bet you you guys know when the super bowl was right yeah that was so, around my birthday yeah it was like i lost i lost a few months ago kurt lost that bet i thought what you were gonna say was you know that we had a super bowl bet and you bet and you he didn't even know when the super bowl was so it was easy to pick the win <laughs> Maybe that's that too. <laughs> that's maybe it too. Yeah. I'm trying as hard as I can over here. How are you? I'm really trying. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's all you can do. That's all you can do. I'll hey, take, I guess. I will say this that at least Kurt and I's son will go down at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say that we're in three different time zones. Well, we made it to 300. I don't know how, but uh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fund the podcast. We've, We've got to invite more guests on, promise them free coffee, and then send them a link to buy it. <laughs> That's how it works around here. Free, it's just free with purchase. This is more of a, a happy hour than a should, podcast recording. Should. All right, you guys ready to kick this off? Okay. Maybe you thought we already did. Now this is the, we, we we're are. we're used to the warm ups. So this is the yeah. warm up banter. Yeah, the well, banter. We've got we have two guests on this show. We'll probably post this as a crossover episode. You guys want to post this too? You can if you want. It's up for grabs. Good content for everybody. Oh, this to our like yeah. our our 
continual laugh track that we just always reference that we just never, never share with anybody. So it exists. Though. Yeah. Oh, I know it exists. There's like, there's a whole like, like reel of it's hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours of us hundreds just losing, losing it. Yeah. Oh, we, man. we used to keep that, or at least I know that my old Mac has like what seems like hundreds of hours of cutting room floor stuff, but we stopped. Yeah. Especially because, <laughs> you know, no promises. You, you, you no. should have just been like, yeah, but, but whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to not get to that point, but it, it does piles on. Yeah. That's well, the you guys can, what you could do is you could edit it for the, your Patreon. Just give that stuff to the people who pay. Will those people pay for coffee? <laughs> need to know. I got an invoice. I got to cover this invoice. Okay. So I don't know if we're actually starting yet or not, but I do have one question. That was it. That was the intro. There you go. go so as a podcast that has coffee in the title and is by two architects who drink coffee, do you ever, and you do have a lot of guests on your show, do you ever encounter guests that have a lack of affinity for coffee aka doesn't drink it and do you immediately hang up on them jamie you want to go ahead take that i would say that has not been an issue in the past we have had one guest who gets into our banter when we're talking about what's in our coffee mug and our affinity for things and we do the intro and then realize that they don't drink coffee and it's just like oh wow that's that was a new one, um, and that was Evelyn. Evelyn, Evelyn got we, on, and Evelyn's like, "Yeah, yeah, I really don't do coffee." And it was just like we we couldn't hang up on. Yeah, her. we couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I mean, so, you could, but we could, yeah, but she's a friend. Well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we we all have those friends. Yeah, those non <laughs> non caffeinated friends. Yes. So far, so far, yeah. I, if there had to be just the one. It's good that it was Evelyn, but yeah. Yeah, nice. I guess you, Everyone yeah, was. you're right. You can't really hang up on her, but, but still, it, it I don't know. But if it was you, they would. No, of course. You, Gone. I'm you're drinking out. water, and why am I drinking water? Because somebody promised to send us some coffee. Out <laughs> of coffee? Same. Got my water here, because I don't mm -hmm. get uh, any coffee. Yeah. You know, we didn't were even, Didn't even ask for my address, to... so I wasn't expecting it to show up, so... <laughs> I'm a short drive down the road, but it, well, I guess for Michigan standards, yes. But guys, <laughs> it, it does have really good notes of hazelnut and and milk chocolate. So it does it. Yeah. I, I, well, we don't I've know heard, either. I've heard Let's myself. See, let me, I haven't, I'm, I'm gonna, I haven't drank I'm going to do some taste. I'm going to do some tasting notes right here. I don't know. My water tastes like filter and mm. Mm. hints of garden hose. <laughs> there you go. Cormac, does your air smell like burning plastic because of these? My, can yeah. The Canadian fires, everything smells like Don't burning plastic. Don't blame it on Canada, inside. please. Well, it, I, well there's I this, have, this particular time, Jamie, we have to. You can't blame California. Though. Well, we can't actually see it rolling across the lake. But we're already sorry, yeah. so it's okay. Is it sorry or sorry? Well, I don't know. Which one Which one did it sound like to you? Did I sound American there? Did I sound American? No, no, it did it, it sound Canadian? Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just checking. Can turn it on well, and off. The H and the, the, you know, H 
Like, don't the make H. me spell house or mouse. <laughs> what do you put on? What do you What do you season with? Salt. Oh, really? You're gonna try to avoid that? <laughs> <laughs> what's What's that? I, I miss that one. Herb Salt or herb. herb? Herb or herb? Herbs. Yes. I mean the the H. I mean like like the H or the H, right? Like which is it? Like so. Come on, Z or Z? Oh I don't gosh. do the, I don't do the Z. I, thing. I, I, I will say did. this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we the project that I'm working on right now. We've got eight buildings, and we had started to divide it in all sorts of different ways. And people were like, "Oh, it's so crazy." So we basically said zone one through eight. Well, it was then abbreviated down to. Z1 through Z8. And of course, everybody on our Zed. project team, it's Zed. And every once in a great while, we'll break like a Brit or a Saudi down and they'll say Z1 or something like that. And we're like, haha, we won. <laughs> it's like this. Anyway. I'm not going to say controversy. I'm not going to say aluminium. <laughs> I, I joke with him. I was like, you invented the language. Why can't you use it right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that going to make it to the episode? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Cormac will decide. Yeah. So let, let's do some introductions here. We've got uh, Jamie and Kurt. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Who's going to who's gonna be the, the spokesperson for the Coffee Sketch podcast? Me? Are uh, you pointing at yourself? Are you pointing at Kurt? I couldn't tell. <laughs> right? I he, think... was, he was pointing at me. He was pointing. It elsewhere. was all his idea. No. It was totally his idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, give him the mic. So and then okay. I just then I interrupt him. So like that's that's our that's our oh, shtick. Perfect. So that's how it works. Just okay. keep me from offering free coffee to everybody who listens. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna go poor, <laughs> or I'll be rich. So you would like? Yeah, do an intro. <laughs> the intro for me. Introduce for yourselves. Buzzer and okay. the podcast because uh, this is a, a crossover episode and it's our 300th episode. We're just celebrating. We're hanging out with you guys. We hung out with you at AIA conference in San Francisco and we thought we would continue that in the, the virtual format here uh, and just have a little fun tonight. Well, thanks. My name is Kurt Nicewinder. I co-host the Coffee Sketch podcast with Jamie Crawley, who's down on the other end of the screen, although you guys do audio only. No, no that's not true. Your video anymore. Anyway, so we've been doing the Coffee Sketch podcast five years now. So it's a very fledgling podcast in comparison to ArchiSpeak <laughs> podcast. It's an emerging podcast. Uh, if you're in the architecture industry, you've still got like 15 years to go, and and then maybe then you won't be emerging anymore. Yeah, that's right. And and, and, oh, well, and we'll battle over the title of that for a little bit too, just to just to make it feel awkward. Podcast titling. So Jamie and I met uh, originally on the, the AIA Young Architects Forum, and we became good friends through that work. And it was actually the, well, five years ago, so it would have been the New York conference, I think. Mm, well, actually, yeah. it was probably, so that's a little bit before the five-year mark, but it was at the New York conference that on a brainstorm, I suggested, hey, we should take this idea of Jamie's daily sketches that he posts on Instagram and he uses the hashtag coffee sketch on, on pretty much all of them as a sort of mechanism to explain that it's a very short time frame of a sketch, you know, within 
drinking a cup of coffee and I thought, hey, let's turn it into a podcast. So let's take this very visual subject matter and turn it into an audio podcast, which we've since turned into a, a video format as well. But ever since then, uh, we've been doing this remotely. He, Jamie's in Texas. I'm in Flint. Uh, and so Flint, Michigan and Austin, Texas. And we are now at we're we're at 123 episodes, I think, is going to come out. And so we're quite up, caught up to you guys. And I mean, we're having fun. We, we talk right, about Jamie. coffee. We talk about sketches. Yeah. <laughs> I speak it for, speaking for both of us, but, um, I, oh yeah. So I don't know if Jamie wants to add, I'm sure he wants to add plenty. Well, to well real, real quick. So Jamie brings the coffee sketches and you bring the coffee. <laughs> what do you bring I, Kurt? <laughs> It was like slow rolling the setup right there. I mean, it was just like, right. Kurt, like, did you see the big pit? Like <laughs> over here, like episode 300, there's a big pit. And you're you're getting ever so much closer to it, I think. There's like... I, I, I only see really the back of the bus. <laughs> as it there was no right. buses in Sparta. There was no buses in Sparta. Yeah. Frank Miller didn't draw any buses in the graphic novel either. So, yeah, yeah. I will say... On occasion, I do actually sketch things. So sometimes analog, sometimes digitally. But as far as a consistent subject matter, it's it's primarily focused around the sketches that Jamie produces. And then, but together, we have a very fun conversation about either the subject matter or the techniques employed in the sketches. And then we also talk about coffee. Occasionally, we talk about gifting coffee to people. Do you? But some, some people, some it, people might not make the list. Does sometimes those people forget to send coffee to other people before they appear on their podcast? Often, oftentimes, I will not. I'll be, be the first to admit <laughs> that I not perfect and often lack a little follow through. Kurt has asked and me what my address is multiple. more than once. <laughs> so and plus one. Yeah. Did did he ask you your address for the winnings he still owes you for the super? I, I mean, there was there was a whole prize pack like all set up for that. I mean, there was like we were talking like rootless. Rootless is is our coffee that you guys will be getting, and they've been really good mm-hmm. to us. Kurt's worked with them local roaster in Flint and they have a couple collaborations that they do with um, nonprofits, sort of other brands. I think we're sort of the first kind of podcast, kind of artist architect thing. Um, so that's kind of fun. They, they have, I think a band they work with as well. So they have a, they have a pro wrestler and they have a pro wrestler. I, I could, so really I could, really I could give company. him your so, address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carmack, you're about to get a half Nelson. Yeah, I'll, I'll Bring, send my little my my budding MMA kid upstairs. Get the table. It's a table match. But I think like, well, like Jamie, do you have anything to add to to Kurt's intro to to the coffee sketch podcast? Well, I, I don't want to diminish like anything that Kurt like he did. It, I mean, the genesis of the idea absolutely was Kurt's, um, and I was not necessarily reluctant to to join it. Um, I thought it was, you know, an oddly brilliant kind of idea like we're going to talk about sketches that no one can see at this time 
and have a really kind of lively conversation. Um, and I knew that our banter was, was there for sure, uh, which you guys know that kind of feeling as well. But it's, I think the thing that we learned, at least in the first couple episodes, and then it's really kind of gotten fun since then, is Kurt really, you know, finds up, I, I refer to it as curating, um, is so that because I, because I'm generating so many sketches, I kind of forget what I've sketched sometimes. Um, sure. And so sure. Kurt, Kurt kind of looks at them and, and with a completely fresh set of eyes and some of them have some themes to them. And so he kind of knows where I'm headed and knows where a story might, might lie. But I think that's, that's been kind of the fun part of the conversation. And, and for me, it, it also allows me to kind of re-enter that process kind of post-process, which is kind of fun too. I mean, some of our stuff is a little bit more deliberate than that, but generally speaking, that's been sort of uh, an unexpected fun aspect of the podcast is, mm. is kind of the two different roles that way. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I find interesting is just the fact that here you are creating something and there's a variety of things. And if nobody's checked out Jamie's stuff on Instagram, we'll put a link in the show notes and absolutely do because they're pretty damned amazing. If I do say so myself, because I just did. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I mean, I'm, but and I was going to say before, like, that's how I know you is through your sketches. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, in, in, and, and that's, that's the, you know, so thank you. I really appreciate that. But what I really like about it is the conversation that comes out of an observer and a creator. And, and that's really where I think the strength of the conversation really is, is you've made the creation. You've had that gut feeling of this is what you created at the time. You've sort of put it away. You forgot about it. You've moved on to the next creation and the next creation. And then Kurt comes along and says, hey, let's, let's have a conversation about this. And he's coming to it from a completely different aspect of the creation of his appreciation of it and his interpretation of it that you either might remember or might have forgotten. And then the conversation ensues around that, which I think is discovery and rediscovery. Hmm. Well, and, and also sort of a, it, it's, that's, I mean, that's a great explanation of it because that's, that's a lot of what we do. And I'm not, I mean, there has been moments where I was reluctant to talk about a particular sketch. And then, yeah. you know, whether it was not necessarily the subject matter, it was like, man, that was a crummy sketch or, you know, whatever was, or I'm thinking back to when I did it and what was kind of going on, whether it was project related or life related or something. But it's through the experience of doing it now for several years is that it's, it's made me feel more vulnerable in a good way as an artist yeah. and an architect. And as a designer, and I think that's elicited some really great conversations between the two of us as professionals, as just sort of creatives, where we're, we're talking about the, the mishaps or the, you know, the missed projects or the, the idea that you, you know, you got to save in the sketchbook because it didn't really work out that particular time. How easy was it for you to basically post all of your stuff? I know that when I started... I was so reluctant, you know, I mean, if you look at the timeline, like, and I've got, you know, what feels like thousands of posts on Instagram, but if you look at the timeline, it was photograph, photograph, photograph. Hey, you know what? 
I've been doing these little post-it note sketches. Let me just go ahead and start throwing them on there as an exercise to kind of force me into one kind of just putting it out there because I never really ever did to then it's just like, all right, whatever somebody else sees and feels, let's have a conversation about that because I know what I felt like. Sometimes it was under pressure of just trying to get something done in the timeline of a coffee. It's the artificial deadlines that we put on ourselves in that right. sort of posting and exercise that, you know, you, I mean, then that was the thing. It was like the on-ramp for me and, and I've shared this on, on our podcast a little bit in segments, not, not fully formed or fleshed out, but when I was sort of trained, I mean, I've drawn all the, I mean, like all of y'all guys, I mean, it's like, you know, it, the sketching and all that stuff, it's, it's just part of, part of who I am. Right. I mean, I, I got to architecture as, you know, from the art side of things for sure. And first in my family to go to college, knowing who an architect was, was not, a, you know, as, <laughs> or even as a career was not necessarily a thing, but Given that is that the, the sketchbooks, when I started, I switched kind of jobs and started my own studio and had some, some backing from a, from an engineering company. So it was kind of a unique situation, but the architecture part was all me and it was going to be, it was going to be built on me and my skills and how I saw the studio moving forward. And so a lot of that, and I was very, in my mind, principled. I wasn't going to go poach work from my former employers or something like that. I was going to really kind of set out with, with all new work and, you know, and had some people I was working with, but the creative process, kind of creating a studio was really, really important to me. And, but part of that was also making sure that I was still a creative. And so the sketching was something that that was my exercise, my opportunity to do that and had a friend who had his own studio in a different city in Texas, I'd gone to college with him and was asking him advice about starting a firm and kind of what that looked like. And as we're having these kind of conversations about business development, he said, you know, what well, you've been sketching today. And I was like, yeah, I was sketching this morning with coffee. And he's like, you know, you need to post those to Instagram. And I was like, ah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking about it and I, I like the idea of it. But if I did it, I'd want to be really deliberate about it and continue to do it sort of like what you're talking about. And, right. um, and you know, I did. So I, that, that's what sort of started this kind of hashtag coffee sketch kind of idea of in talking with him, my friend, Matt was this idea of like, have a, a person who like helps you go to the gym, right? Like if you don't go, um, you know, right. they kind of, how are you doing? Did you, you know, kind of, you know, sort of checking in on you. And so he was sort of checking in on me as, as I developed the studio. And so I thought, well, what if there's this, I know there is this group of architects out there that I admire and would be inspired by their work. Can I connect with that community of people I don't necessarily know yet? And can I do it through my work? Can I do it through the thing that, that I'm most passionate about? And so it, it has, it's fostered some interesting connections with people and that's more meaningful as an exercise than I thought it was going to be. And then it turned into a podcast. I mean, it, it, it got Kurt thinking about it differently and put his kind of creative bent to it. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm a long winded answer, but I think that that's, that's the, it, it's not, and we talk about this on the, on the podcast it's not easy to draw every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and some days you're like, this is like a crappy sketch, but, but you, at the same time, I remind myself is like, 
oh, well, I'm just going to do it for a little bit and then I'll move on. And then there's tomorrow. Um, and I might still have other work to do that I have to do some other work, was. you know, on. So I wanted to, I wanted to cut you two out and let me and Kurt talk for a little bit now. No, just kidding. The, the idea of doing it every day and like building that muscle, I think is, is interesting. And I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking about what you guys are doing with the podcast. Like what you're doing with sketching is what Cormac and I have been doing with the podcast. At least that this is my thing is putting podcasts out there. And, you know, this isn't the only podcast I do, but it is the one I have done the most of by far. And it is, this is this, the same thing. And, I, and what was connecting the dots in my brain when you were talking, Jamie, and I, I would be curious to hear your guys' perspective on this as well, is this podcast has done what your sketching did when you talked about creating connections and relationships and opportunities. And I think it's kind of interesting now because I look at what kids are doing and they're and they're really on social media a lot the younger generations and i don't know that they're really posting a lot or if they're consuming i think everybody probably consumes more than they post i would say that is probably a general statement that most of us could find true in 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 some way but the idea of of actually creating something and putting it out there without like a real intention of getting work from it or getting something out of it but those things do happen anyway. I think that's interesting. I would love to hear more from you both on, on that because like that's those are the like I said, those are the dots that are connecting in my brain when I when I think about something that I do often enough because I don't sketch every day. Um and and I don't have a discipline. I drink coffee every day, if that counts. <laughs> but um but there's I don't have this creative act that I do every single day, but I do this enough that I consider this that thing that I've put out there. Well, I would probably start by saying, since we just came out of the AI conference, and I hadn't been since the Las Vegas conference. Hmm. So that's, what, four, three or four years? It was four years because we didn't have the conference for like two years. Right. And so it was three years that we didn't I even didn't, see each other before, yeah. you know, during that And conference. I didn't go last year to Chicago. And Jamie and I, you know, we were walking around expo floor and I just, it's going to sound a little sentimental, but I, I stopped and I just wanted to thank him for the fact that the podcast itself does not feel like work at all. I mean, it, it doesn't pay bills, but it's for fun, right? We started <laughs> right. this on a, on a mission and a premise to just stay in touch with each other and have fun with it and kind of see where it went. Like mm -hmm. there was really no, I mean, there was no roadmap and it was like, hey, let, let's see if we could pull this thing off. And now it's five years later. And I just wanted to say thanks to Jamie as a partner in this. I mean, it's, it's, it's all Jamie's 99% Jamie's sketches, maybe 1% sometimes Kurt sneaks someone in. So, but it's, it's more about the, this collaborative, this collective activity that we do together from my perspective, I guess it's just about kind of seeing where, where it goes and not knowing what was going to come out of it. And, and now I, I'm losing a little bit of your question in my mind, <laughs> okay. but I, I at least wanted to say that because that's, it's always been about like enjoying the process. Well, and also sharing the process. I mean, that's, that's the other thing that I think both of us have gotten better at is sort of. I think sort of as you guys were asking us about my sketches and sort of sharing them, putting them up there and, and then Kirk curating them and asking kind of questions and sort of engaging with them. 
and what that process looks like. And we've gotten better at sort of analyzing my work almost separate from me doing it and finding ways to relate that to other things that are going on in, in either our work lives or just sort of lives in general. But I think that that, that dialogue almost becomes the creative act for both of us as well. And, and I think it's helped us sort of think through some of the things, I mean, both of us teach uh, or I've taught. So there's, there's aspects of that, that yeah, we're both very interested in. And this, this is a different avenue of that. But I think Evan, when you're sort of saying, talking about, you know, creatives and sort of being a creative, yeah, the, the, I think that's the one thing that when we've talked to folks, who've listened to the podcast, who've known us for a while, they're just amazed at how long we've been doing it. And, mm -hmm. and sort of that deliberateness of trying to create it, you know, just mm -hmm. in terms of the podcast, but also the sketches too, is that there's a, the act of creating is almost the, the result that we're both sort of looking for, or sort of searching for, I guess. Mm -hmm. And well, I'll just throw, add to that, Jimmy touched on the, the educational or the fact that we've, I've begun to teach a little more. Jamie has taught in the past in architecture programs. And the way I look at this is that I, I, and I think the two of you would agree is, is about sharing the information, right? Mm -hmm. Whether yeah. it's ultra polished or not. I mean, in our case, yeah. it definitely has a lot of rough edges, but it's about getting the information out there and, and just talking about it without trying to be too, we, we also try to avoid, I mean, sometimes it's very difficult but we try and avoid utilizing or using say those it. jargony words of architecture good good catch you, right there you, yeah say it. you 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 try to avoid arca speak the arca speak <laughs> which and and fenestration and juxtaposition well, you know you know, the great thing about, honestly, the, 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 the great thing about it is, and, and I'd say that for, for both of our endeavors and Evan's thousand other endeavors, it's, it really is, it's, it's the conversation, it's the dialogue about the process, about just the shared love, the shared passion for what we do. And honestly, I think that's probably as much, if not more of an educational tool is just having honest conversations about the reality of creating, of the profession, of all of these things that really kind of just, when people listen to them, I guarantee you people are like shaking their head. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I feel the same way or, or I've experienced that or something because there's a kinship in this profession, no matter how many years you've had in or, or who you are or whatever, there's a kinship that these conversations really kind of like hearken to when we put these episodes together. I mean, I think all of us can agree. We don't really do it for the money because there is none. It's, it's more about just relaying that passion. And that's why you guys all taught. That's why I'm kind of involved with like the ACE program. I mean, in one way, shape or form, it's all about sharing the passion for the profession that we want other people to get into. I hear the term a lot about giving back and not in this context, but I, I think people could probably relate it that way or understand it in that way. But I don't look at it like that at all. I don't look right. at it as a, as a giving back 
I look at kind of a, this is more of a pay it forward kind of a thing, I think for me, and it's not a polished thing at all. And it, in that way, I think it's, it's because it's not polished because it hasn't been wordsmithed because the level of the lack of research ahead of time <laughs> is, is yeah. palpable. Like this, is, I, I hope it's obvious because I, a lot, it is top of mind. It is a lot of times we will come, we will show up and say, what are we talking about today without preparation? I think just to, it puts us in a more vulnerable state. And I hope people realize that because it's not well planned ahead of time. And I, and, and the, because the important thing is the conversation and it's a real conversation, it is not a planned talking points, agendized conversation. And because you lose that vulnerability or the possibility of it going anywhere and going deeper and the, the depth that does happen, I mean, it, maybe it happens a lot. Maybe it happens rarely. I don't even know. Like it, it all blurs together. Like you, you talked about, you can't remember your sketches, Jamie. I can't remember the podcast conversations because I have podcasting amnesia, right? Because there's a lot of them. And so of course we say the same things again. Uh, sometimes we, cha we, we actually change our viewpoint and people could track that over time. And I've had somebody say that, oh, you don't think the way that used to. Well, I hope not, right? I hope <laughs> right. that that yeah. that, that is happening yeah. over over 10 years. And so to me, it, it really is about just having these conversations in public and hoping, I, my hope is that that, like I said, pays it forward for the future generations of the profession, number one, so they know what's actually going on. A lot of times academia is disconnected from the practice, right? And that we get a lot of people who write into the show and say, thanks for telling us what it's actually like to work in the practice of architecture because our professors don't know. Of course, that's not always the case, but it is for a lot of schools, right? Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. or they have a warped view of, of what it's actually like to practice, or they send people down the wrong path. And like, and I think not that we have a ton of experience, we have our experience, but our goal is to share our experience so that there's not as many landmines out there, right? And that to me is valuable just in that sense. And I'm not trying to make it more than it is because the, you can opt in to listen to this and you can as, just as easily opt out listening to it. It's, it's, it's not like a Library of Congress kind of a thing, I don't think. But my goal with this is really just to have these conversations in the open. And that has created interesting connections and opportunities like with the two of you I think we all, at least my, my experience is we met in Vegas. Like that was like Kurt said, four, five, it was four years ago. Right. So at, in person for the first time, I, I was standing in line for a tour and I saw Jamie. Right. And it was like <laughs> the, the connection. And then, and then we, I saw Kurt shortly after that. And it was the, that kind of thing on, it would have never happened if it weren't for social media and podcast and just to create something going back to this idea that you brought up, Jamie, of just making the act of making something and putting it out there. It's a small percentage of people in the profession who are doing this intentionally to this very big potential audience. So, you know, maybe mm -hmm. people will see it, maybe they won't, but, but that has created some really interesting stuff that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Well, and, and along those lines, I think it's, it's, I mean, like I talked about, like myself as, as not really knowing what architecture was or whether I wanted to be an architect and all those things. But once I sort of realized there was an art component to it and that there was a creative act to it and then a collaboration part to it, 
I mean, it started like peeling off the layers. I, I saw all these other kind of ways for me to kind of get engaged with it. And, and part of it too was also just sort of this sense of discovery of looking at other people's work and trying to understand how did they get there from here? Because architects mm -hmm. are really, you know, even with magazines and publications or monographs or whatever, they don't really talk about kind of the creative act itself. And that's always sort of fascinated me just, just in general. Um, you know, from an art perspective, going to museums and looking at artwork or whatever, and trying to understand that from other people's viewpoints kind of helps me look at it from my own and kind of how I'm working through things and sort of thinking through them and, and why there's, I mean, like I'm a mimic, I can mimic other people's sketches. Um, that's how I sort of taught myself how to draw, but I, yeah. you know, but I, but I have but I have also developed my own style, which I'm very aware of. And so that sort of creative act is very intriguing to me. I don't completely understand it, probably couldn't speak well to it. But when you think of architects that you look, you tried to gobble up all their, their work as it was being produced and you were kind of reading about it as a student or even as a professional and then wanting to go visit it, like we did in San Francisco a little bit too, it's it, that kind of connection to someone else's creative act is the, is sort of the part that kind of keeps pulling me back to kind of what we're doing and mm -hmm. kind of why we listen to other people talk about it or follow other people's work and get influenced by it and, and stuff like that. So it's, it, that's, that's the excitement that I hope I bring to these kinds of conversations. Um, cause it's not just about my work. It's like, I want to go, like, I'm like constantly influenced by other people's work. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the way that you were teaching yourself how to draw a very similar process of mimicking others, working, drawing in their style, drawing in as many different styles of just understanding the art or the art behind the craft, the craft behind the art, maybe it's, that's the better order, but I do the same thing in architecture. It's, I gather a Rolodex of all of these different cool ideas and I just things that other people have done. Does it mean that I'm going to do it that way? Maybe if it worked in others, I'm going to say, okay, I'm just going to do a variation of a theme. Here's, here's an idea and here's the way that I'm going to interpret it. But it's always trying to find discovery of my own kind of voice of whether it's details or overall building approach by the way other people have gone about doing it. Because we don't, none of us really reinvent the wheel when we're creating something, but we try to invent it our way. We, we try to change it up a little or, or do like at least our twist so that somebody says, oh yeah, that's an Evan work or that's a Kurt or a Jamie work versus oh, that's Jamie trying to be like Corp or something like that. Or, or Carlos Scarpa. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But yeah, I would say too, as much as we focus on a lot of the drawings that Jamie has produced, I also fall in the same camp of when I got into architecture, kind of tried to mimic comic book covers when I was <laughs> a teen. And then... I also, I know, I, I've learned over the time, over the years, that this is very common to a lot of people, is I was a big fan of like this old house mm. and like how behind the scenes, like what happened behind the drywall. Yeah. Um, so couple that with some, some level of ability to, to draw something 
or use a pencil and hand-eye coordination coupled with an interest behind the sort of the nuts and bolts of things. Honestly, I, I mostly enjoy construction administration before the drywall. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and there's these phases of construction where, okay, you have the slab, not much to see there. You start putting up some walls. The building looks a lot bigger than you designed it, at least yeah, to me. Time. Yep. And then when the drywall goes on, it then becomes a lot smaller than you designed. <laughs> oh yeah. And then and then and then when it finishes, it kind of somewhere falls in between of like too big, too small. Like okay, I, I think I did all right compared to like dollars per square foot, whatever your client is like saying in your ear. But um, I don't know. At least for me, that's kind of what encouraged my interest in going in architecture in case you were concerned you know, curious about my, my... <laughs> i was concerned not yeah cormac was curious the, the idea yeah, of what's yeah. inside the walls is really interesting that i i totally relate to that and i thought i've been going through some remodeling projects here lately and it's the same kind of thing like i want to map it all out so that as because there's no undo button right you can't just like remove the drywall and, and figure out where the things were uh, you have to kind of like photograph everything but i love that part of like what is underneath the final product and i i wonder jamie with with the sketching have you ever thought about produce you know showing the process or ha have you done that just showing the process and because i think one thing a superpower that a lot of architects have maybe they don't think of it this way but when a, you you can see it in other people's eyes when they watch somebody sketch it's like magic who, oh, yeah. somebody who doesn't sketch watches somebody who does it's like how do you do that and it just becomes a communication method at another level. It just becomes, as soon as you're talking and sketching at the same time, it transport. it's a time machine. It transports somebody somewhere else and they're, they're thinking about it in a completely different way. I'm, I'm interested if you've ever done the, shown the process. Yeah, no, and, and I think even just what you sort of alluded to there about talking and sketching at the same time, I think that's, that's like another level of the superpower um, that mm. I didn't realize at first. And I think it was something I even had to evolve myself into. I mean, because sketching and art and design was always sort of a, like I wanted to collaborate with people, but at the same time, a lot of that activity was very solo. Um, and so sharing sure. the work, you know, that's, that's one big hurdle for a lot of folks sort of showing it, demonstrating it in front of folks. That's a whole nother, that's like you say, that's a whole nother thing. Um, but it is something when you have a client or colleague, friend, parent, relative, whoever, person on the street, which Kurt and I experienced in San Francisco, who's like sees you sketching a building, like they immediately equate it with architecture, first of all, which is sort of interesting. I never would have done that maybe, but it's from the podcast point of view, we've tried to do, and it just sort of, we've had experiments in it and it's something that we've. We're trying to be more intentional about sort of to close out the year. We've talked about some strategies about how to do that. But early on when we were just completely no video, you know, or anything like that, I would do a series of sketches and I time myself. I do that from time to time anyways, is I, I set a stopwatch um, and try and force myself into a two minute sketch, a five minute sketch, a 10 minute sketch. And... I've taken photos of it at those points and shown kind of what it looks like no matter what. And, and because I'm not trying to hide anything, I, I mean, I don't, there's no practice. 
Like I'll, I'll do the two minute sketch, take the picture, five minute sketch, take the picture and so on. And then Kurt is great as a partner in crime in this to, to talk through that and sort of, and let me see it through his eyes and let him describe what he's seeing. And it sort of jogs thoughts about what I was doing in those moments, which is, I really has helped me. I mean, it's helped me now to talk about the work as I'm doing it. So I've done some sketch courses, some sketch tours here in Texas, and I'll be able to walk and talk and sort of draw two people and things like that. Um, and, and break down what I'm doing while I'm drawing it, uh, depending on the audience. So if it's a bunch of architects, it's like, here's some thoughts about what we're seeing. Here's how I'm going to approach it. And I start talking about it and I'll do it like a 30 second sketch just to explain it. Cause I don't want to bore anybody. They all can sketch too, but you know, that's, that's a different skill. And it's, it, it is about sort of sharing that so that others do it too. And I'm hoping others do it so that I can learn from what they're doing. I mean, kind of selfish, well, selfishly. <laughs> add to that too, the, the, over the past five years, there's been a few episodes where, uh, like Jimmy explained, he had a, a, a few posts on Instagram that were at, let's say like two, five, 10, 20 minute of one sketch. And then we use that as the, the subject matter of one episode to talk about the exact, what did it appear like in those different phases of the process? And when we started the podcast, it's primarily was about finished products or at mm -hmm. least sketches that were posted online. We can debate about finished or not mm -hmm. right? all day long. But, and then since then, we every once in a while, we'll do something that's something that was fun, which will probably come back at some point, was like a lightning round. We took like 10 sketches and forced ourselves, I think it's probably a symptom of early podcaster experience, trying to be more brief about mm -hmm. And so we forced ourselves to take 10 sketches and only talk about each one for two minutes. Uh, they were all finished in that case. But then lately, which I think Jamie was kind of getting to, but I'll, to make it more concrete, is that with the advent of the technology that we have, like phones and and being able to post this stuff is Jamie is starting to dabble in uh, video recording while sketching at mm -hmm. the same time. And so it, it's really exciting that the capability is a lot more um, at our fingertips, I guess, for lack of a better term, that the idea of the sh showcasing the process or some would say like how the sausage is made, right? <laughs> and, and and so Jamie's uh, some 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 of that start st starting to come out and and we're working on trying to figure out how to kind of showcase more of that and then be be able to talk about it. But, um, well, because I mean they are fast, yeah, they are fast sketches, you know. Anyways, I mean that's what I try and do is is I try and do mm -hmm. them fast to begin with. So what Kurt's describing, sort of we. It took us so it took us like about four years to figure out that that was probably something we should put on the podcast. But yeah, it's uh, sort of seeing it a little bit sped up, but they're still really short segments. And like you can just sort of see my hand kind of moving around the page, and and I I know what I'm doing now that I'm sort of psychoanalyzing it more. But it's 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 intended to, like you say, sort of demystify that superpower a bit. 
but at the same time, engage at a different level too. So that it, it it's fun. I mean, and it should be fun for other folks too. I, I wonder if, um, because, so I follow probably more artists than architects and Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And it's all because I enjoy watching the art of making, or at least the, the products of making. And so when I follow an artist who they do kind of like either a live sketching event or they just post their, the process online and they're doing like maybe a 10 minute sketch or something like that. And I'll watch the whole thing because it's not like in, it's always interesting to watch them and listen to the way that they narrate it. They narrate it through the mistakes. They narrate it through the successes. They like, they narrate it through the, what the hell was I thinking when I did this kind of thing. And the thing about it is I think it got to a point where the more and more they did it, the more and more they felt comfortable with presenting it in its rawest of forms with all of the mistakes involved, because you would see people post like a few little increments here and there, but they really didn't want to show the mistakes and every sketch is a mistake. It's just like laden with all sorts of different mistakes. And that mistake turns into something else. Or I rarely draw architecture in the more traditional sense. I do this little fantastical sketches here and there kind of thing. But it's, it's in most of that is like, I start sketching and I'm like, oh, that's not going to turn out the way I wanted it to. So I'm going to do something else. And then it's just like, wait, here's some random line or something. Okay. Now that random line is a, a branch that's puncturing through some dilapidated shack or something. And, and it would just, it, it always keeps like teaching me, you know, it's like, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? And I think it would be pretty interesting to have you do the behind the sketch kind of process of just like, ah, well, this is what it is. This is what you get, you know, kind of thing. It's like mistake or not. This is what it is because that's sort of what sketches are, right? You know, well, it's an exploration of a mind. It, yeah. It's it's like those are the the words of encouragement that I need because it's like for me, it's sort of that imposter moment of n not oh, not yeah. the work not the work itself or the process or what we're doing or anything like that, but I think the like the teaching aspect of it that those creators are doing. I don't, cause I, I can't really, I mean, Kurt and I've talked about this is I like, I really never had like an art teacher. Um, right. and so like, you know, you had a couple people every once in a while, I told Curtis funny story about when I was like nine years old and like went to an adult art class that my mom had signed me up for in the summer, thinking it was an art class for her son who drew all the time. Um, and then we got there and it was a bunch of 30, 40, 50, 60 somethings. And I'm the only kid. Okay. I think that that's sort of, it's a hang up for me and I know it, um, I'm working through it, but it, it's something certainly that I, I want to do. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I've had, I've had several people sort of encourage me in that, in that vein and, and Kurt included. I mean, that's like, like, let's take some episodes to do that in a little bit more deliberate fashion. Um, cause I'm not afraid to talk about the, the mess ups, like he talked about with the sketch or something like that. But it's usually sort of after the fact. It's not in the in the moment, and I think that that's more genuine. Um, I want to get there. Well, I think too what Cormac is getting at is the 
our i mean i'll i'll speak in the i'm not going to speak for our profession but it, in a, in a way uh in talked about how you talk uh you look to more artists that are posting things is that our profession isn't and i you two have probably talked about this multiple times on your your podcast like our profession is very not very good showcasing the process more the finished product and and i wonder if we were more comfortable in a in the profession of architecture and just showing like like you said the mistakes right like if we're drawing drawing through the process of developing a building or something like that and showcasing how like okay i'm in walls things like that and then it doesn't work but show it right and and maybe we would attract a little more attention from people that understand that it's not always a finished or perfect product well and... but even but even more so think about how much we struggle at explaining our value people right. see it's like oh how long did that take you and they just don't really understand the process behind it and to kind of demystify that the creative process the the detailing process, the construction documentation process, all of these processes that it takes to get to that, oh, how long did it take you to do that moment is the stuff that where we bring most of the value. But for some reason, because we never show it, never showcase it, we never show people how long it really takes to do what we do. People always question how hard can it really be? Well, there's that side of it. It's a double-edged sword though, right? Because it's like, what do you mean you make mistakes? What do you mean you go through right. iterations? What do <laughs> right. you mean you don't have the right answer the first time? And I think right. that's where this imposter syndrome thing also creeps up, yeah. right? Which is yeah. a lot of architects feel like they have to have the answers all the time. And yeah. and we have a real hard time as a profession saying, I don't know. Those three little words, right? right that I'll go, I'll, let me take that and come back to you later is a really hard thing for a lot of people to say. Yeah. I think it's it is an it is a catch twenty two kind of a situation. It is because we don't talk about it or show it, but it's also we're afraid of what happens if we do, right? So I think all of that it plays into the psychology. And what something that's changed in my brain in the last couple of years is like there is no such thing as mistakes. Like that we we're talking about this like there's problems yeah. with this process. They're not at all. Like they're. No. I don't know what word is going to come out of my mouth next. I actually don't know. Do you know? You don't know either. You don't know what word's going to come out of your own mouth next. Like, you don't know what thought's going to come into your head next. You can't control what you hear. You hear everything as it happens, right? And like, the same thing happens with the design process, with the sketching process. You don't know what's coming next. And there is a fear involved in showing that to somebody. That is a, an, a well, very yeah. vulnerable well, position. To and, be the, in. and the blending yeah. of the blending of what you both are talking about is, I think, something that Kurt and I started to talk about a little bit is this sort of generational divide of, you know, people who are entering even our practice right now. You know, there's a, it's for, and this is, I hate to be sort of, gen, you know, generalizing, but I'm going to, is that it's, there, what you just were saying, Evan, is like, it, there's this immediacy of like, I can't get it wrong. Like right. I have to have I the have right to, answer. I cannot fail. And I can't yes. fail yeah. because time is all sped up on us now. And so the fact that I'm comfortable making mistakes sketching 
and talking about it with my colleagues in the office and kind of working through ideas that are just sort of coming up, like you said, not knowing what the next thought is and kind of getting stuff down on the page just to kind of have the conversation with people. Like that whole process for my team for a long time, they were like, what the hell are you doing? And then once they realized what I was doing and that they could engage in it and their engagement was critical to it, then it's gotten really rich. But it's, it, for me, I've, you know, not to point at the generational thing, but it's, it certainly feels that way a little bit. And so it's that kind of push pull is, is something that I think is an interesting thing to kind of talk about and tackle. Well, think about how we've presented, how we present architecture. When we're sitting down with a client, we come to them and we may have a few iterations and then kind of here's what we settled on. And what's interesting about all of that is we never, again, so it goes back to this whole not really showing the value in the process. We know that the three, the four, the one idea that we came to present to them has got at least... 50, 100, 150 babies laying on the floor somewhere that were all sorts of different ideas that we had gone through and said, oh, what about this? Or, oh, what about that? And never really showing all of these. And then when they're just like, well, did you think about this? And you're thinking back to what's laying out on the floor and you're like, yeah, I did. And then I thought about this and I thought about this and I thought about this. Yeah. And so, so going back to kind of something that you had said about, you know, generational is I started to see as we were creeping further and further away from, and I'm holding a pencil for some reason, but, you know, further and further away from the pencil. And when we are just, we would sit in front of a client and we would have this conversation with them about their ideas and everything else and, and let's just say back in the day, we would sit there and we would sketch it out with them and talk through it and just maybe not necessarily come up with the idea, but come up with at least a visual of a seed. We got further and further away from that where they're like, okay, well, here's what I'm thinking. You are like, okay, I'm going to write a bunch of notes and all of this other stuff, put a little bullet point. I'll circle a few things that they really, really like were focused in on. And then we say, well, give us a week. We're going to go back to the office. We're going to whip it up in CAD. We're going to do a couple of like renderings and stuff and we'll come back to you. Probably one of the most successful meetings that I've ever had was I was sitting in, this wasn't that long ago, to be quite honest with you. I was sitting in the conference room at Washington University in St. Louis and I was talking to them about this late minute ad because they... We were going to demo this pedestrian bridge all the way to the existing building. And then they decided, hey, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to build the first half of the bridge, but we're going to connect it to the old part of the bridge. But for that year, we want to shroud the, the connection to make it look finished and polished because we've got a lot of dignitaries coming through here. We've got a lot of, you know, we've got a graduating class. We've got all these people who come here and We don't want to look at, you know, this construction. Okay. So I'm sitting there and as we're talking about it, I'm, I'm sketching ideas. I'm, I'm facing them and I'm sketching ideas and, you know, we're talking and I'm continuing to sketch and kind of continuing to refine it. And, you know, the guy who to, 
you know, he was an architect and he also ran, um, and I'm blanking on, uh, the famous architects that he ran their office for them. Husband and wife team, po postmodernists. Come on, Venture. somebody help me. And Scott Thank Brown. You. Brown. Yes, he ran that office. And so like he, he does what we do. And, but I'm sitting there and I'm sketching. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And then he stopped and was like, wait, did you just draw all of that upside down towards me? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not the one looking at it. You're the one who's supposed to be looking at it. So I drew everything towards you. And I had this whole conversation that sort of derailed about, you know, me drawing upside down, which I do often, but it was just this, but, but it was a successful meeting because I was able to listen and draw at the same time about like what it was that they were talking about. And we seem to lose that, like just immediacy connection with the idea and the thought. And when we like take it, we take all of the ideas or the impressions of, we think we understand what they mean. And then go back and say, oh, I think that they meant this. And then you draw it rather than having the conversation with them in hand, doing the work right in front of them, just at least to the point where they're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Or no, you're way off base instead of going back and spinning our wheels. And mm -hmm. I'm in that same, I'm, I'm in that boat right now. I have, I have this house in the upper peninsula, the UP of Michigan, facing Lake Michigan. I've been working on it since the pandemic, and you know, I've, we we all know that the pandemic has cost or created a lot of cost escalation mm. and things like. So now I'm like redesigning, <laughs> trying to take all the same program but squish it into a smaller footprint, as we are always asked to do. And and now I'm like kind of I I try and create designs and 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 sacrifice. You know, some things have to go right, or some some priorities have to get lower ranking and um i kind of i've gone back and forth for the past couple of months uh since the client kind of picked it back up again and i i just kind of almost not quite started from scratch but i kind of threw everything i had out the window and 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 tried to rethink this whole thing and um i have a new concept i mean i I I thought I was into design development, but I'm more like back into conceptual <laughs> side phase. Yeah. And so anyway, long story short, like uh, the fear that I have now is like, okay, well, I have to present this thing again. Start over. The client and see if they like where it's even heading, you know, mm -hmm. and, and see if it, it sort of ticks the boxes that they had in mind. And, well, and, and, and that, but... like keeps that magic that Evan was talking about, yeah. kind of that that's why people want to work with architects hopefully oh yeah that well that yeah that too and the, the fact that so what i've created is not a very polished thing it's a sketchup model that has forms and rooms and things like that and so i'm hoping yeah that like i'm going to tell them i'm going to keep this in order for you not charge you per hour to like tighten this thing up like let's yeah. let's approve this sort of rough in my sense a sketch before yeah. we move on to something a little more detailed that's hard with digital yeah. models and digital media is like the the how fast you get to something that looks done right in the famous podcasting air quotes it's like what do you mean it's like you don't have all that figured out it looks figured out to me 
and right. and then you're thinking, well, and you might be farther ahead than you're even showing them. Oftentimes that happens, right? You're three steps ahead, but you dial it back because you want to talk about this. You don't want to talk about that yet. And I, I, I think that the whole, it, as you were speaking, Kurt, I was thinking about study models. I was thinking about when we were in school and you would sh shred a, a wall off of the chipboard model because it wasn't precious. And there's something really interesting about the design process not being precious. Even as Cormac was talking about having all the the baby shrapnel on the ground, right? That, that, that has been, you know, design mm -hmm. ideas that you have gone through over time that you have discarded. They didn't make the final cut and putting all that on display. Cormac and I have talked about it on several episodes about how when you work in a larger office and a big wig clients coming through and you clean up the office. And yeah. as a designer, we were always like, why the hell would you do that? Like, why do you want to present a different version of who we actually right. are to the client? And it's because of there's this perception out there that that this is a clean process and that it's very linear and that these loops don't happen and that there aren't layers of trace on the floor. And they absolutely are. We're not even honest with ourselves about the process right. that we exactly. engage in and communicate to others. And it's funny because it, when we're trained in school, we're so ingrained in the design studio and what we all know what a design studio looks like. It looks like hell, right? Mm -hmm. And we're cool with that. Like we're totally right. cool with that because right. that's that's what it is. Like the design studio is a tool itself. Like the it is a workshop and it's a mad scientist workshop at that, right? And you don't know what pieces are going to come together to make this magic project happen. And that's happening with every single desk in the whole studio, right? And so it looks like a bomb went off on purpose. And and I, it's so interesting to me to then go into like a corporate culture where it's like we're going to clean up and only oh, yeah. present, yeah. only going to have final renderings on the wall. We're never going to have process. And I, when I was in school, we were encouraged to put process diagrams and imagery mm -hmm. right. on the boards that we presented to show how we got from here to there. And I get like that's part of school and maybe people see that as different than real project delivery. It's not different, but that, I mean, it, it is. I don't think it should it be. It shouldn't be. I don't think I mean, it should be. Like the process right. isn't different, right? But the outcomes are the output sometimes. Well, and I mean, is. did you guys, I mean, as you sort of said, study models, and I thought about what Kurt was describing, because I know the project he's talking about. We, we've talked about it before, like in the first version. Did you guys scribble on study models? Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. So it's like oh, yeah. that sacredness of that whole process is not there and to me like that's like the sketchup renderings and and the model renderings that come off but it's like nothing is like unless this thing's going in a frame on the wall like mm -hmm. it's not sacred it's oh, yeah. and like i mean I, I catch myself now it's like can i draw on this but just to be polite to folks but i mean i'm already like the pen's like already like it's it's <laughs> it's about at the page so yeah. Well, I don't know if we still go through that same effort of the study model the way we did then, where I would have hot glue gun and just a stack of chipboard ready to like just rip it up and glue it together and just say, yeah. oh, no, that doesn't work and rip it off and glue something else on there and nope, that doesn't work and then do whatever and just like iterate right then and there and, and have that conversation either in 3D or in sketch or draw or say, or you're like, oh, I'm going to like color over the roof and say, this is the, the material that I meant it to be, you know, and those kind of things. And we don't 
I mean, I would say that even though we do seem to have some kind of concept of the concept, we don't really go to it the same way because the tools seem to be different. That gives us a different level of output and a different level of like immediacy. I mean, I see most people who like sit there and they'll work in like say SketchUp or, or whatever other like kind of like blob shaping tool that they have. But we only end up getting to see the finished product. We don't get to see, and funny enough, I'm on another screen. I have some site planning that I've been doing for a new project that we have. And I have, I'm not going to say the name of the project, but blah, 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 one, two, three, two, a, two, b, of course, three, yeah. three, a, it's so on and so forth. So. Like, I mean, I've at least kept as a memorial all of those iterations of the different thing, because there is something from all of the other ones that I recognize that, oh, this might be a value, like, you know, to the, the next iteration or copy over the next iteration. And the next iteration is something completely different. And it's just like, and then when somebody says, you know, Hey, did you think about that? I'm like, yeah, hold on, click, click, you know, instead of shuffle, shuffle, it's now click, click. It's a mindset thing though, right? Like we, we all, as we transformed into the digital age, we all learned the keyboard command for save as, right? And we all had oh, yeah, this, yeah. we all had the incremental file saves and the exactly. rule was how much work are you willing to lose? Because computers actually crashed back then, right? A lot. <laughs> Apps crashed a lot. And so you would be working long hours and you would save as save as and it be, and it was exactly what you were just explaining right. Cormac. it was one yeah. two three four five six seven eight nine ten and the numbers just kept going and nowadays when things are sinking to the cloud like there is no version it's just the current version that's all there is and yeah it exactly. doesn't work like that in every program but it works like that in the programs that we use the most and it's right. it's you know in sketchup or in rhino or or whatever you will actually have copies of models all over but in <laughs> Revit, in Archicad, like in any yeah, yeah. tool that you're using for construction documents, you have one. You have the one right. model of the building. And yeah. like as soon as you you can't really copy the whole thing over and you'd have to make a whole new file and then you have to send out a memo and you'd have to do all kinds of things that would be crazy talk. And 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 so like the tools now don't even really allow for the kind of iterative well, messy design yeah. process. And you, you bring up about. like Archicad and it reminds me, it's like I worked at a firm in Dallas and the, one of the partners, what we were, we were transitioning between software packages and ARCHICAD in a very early version of ARCHICAD, they were trying to sell us on it. And it seemed like it was the direction that the firm needed to go. The partner kind of pulled, pulled three or four of us over and said, okay, your team, this group, this ad hoc group, you need to go break this software. We're like, what do you mean, brave? So, like, aren't we going to be buying this software? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, we have a process. We have a way we work in this office, way we design. I don't want this software to, to, his biggest fear was, I don't want this software to tell us how we should design a building. Mm. And so his, the way he processed that in his brain was, take this software, you guys go over here, go break it, figure out all the holes in this software that don't allow us to be who we are. And I was like, that, that has stuck with me as a concept for every other jump in technology that I've ever encountered. And then just even just as a studio, 
I mean, like how you want to work. It's like, it's who your team is, what your DNA is. It's not this other stuff that's, yes, those are influences, but it's sort of who you assemble as your group. And that just sort of stuck with me as a concept. I mean, it was, it was a strange thing for him to say at the time when I was a much younger, you know, designer, but I think I've definitely matured into kind of understanding, I think, what he was getting at. Haven't you yeah. found, though, that what his fear was, and now he was coming from a completely different, let's call it the dark ages, where it really was pen to paper, and now it's click to screen type approach of things. That a lot of people are really in, and this is, we're facing this conversation with AI and things now is that it's the tools. It's just like, how do these tools best? It's not, is this going to mess up our process? It's how did these fit into our process? Where do they fit? What do they do for us to help enhance or at least alleviate some of our process? Some of the process might be so incredibly tedious that we want it to do something for us. And I've always, cause I, I have been around long enough in all of us that we now all have gray hairs. We've been through the process and we've been through all of these different changes from hand drafting to CAD to BIM to now the next thing on the horizon. And it usually falls into two camps. It's the, the people who embrace the new technology as a way to just alleviate them from some of the things that they don't want to do, or maybe it might help them out, or maybe it like alleviates a step modeling. Now we don't have to do three different programs to do a 3D model. We can do a 3D model and our plans and all of this stuff all in one thing. And so it's just this, this kind of like weird kind of shying either acceptance or shying away from technology as the way to kind of like support your workflow. And it, is, it, is it time, is it time that I, that I, that I get to say that the famous Evan Troxel quote that yeah. architects hate two things, right? Was it, we don't yeah. like the way things are and change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At, what at, I what I think that's of that's where the conversation is kind of circled, but it's a natural yeah. progression. I think. I think when I think of what Jamie was talking about, and I think about what you're talking about, Cormac, because I've been on both sides of that for sure, mm -hmm. and I see this as a this is a I get <laughs> I want to go back to my there's nothing needs to be perfect like it's all it is perfect there's no one way or the other it's like yes and we, we have to do yeah, all of these exactly. things and some firms have to everybody gets to choose for themselves but the the idea that that popped into my mind when jamie was talking was like they know who they are that firm knew who they were and they didn't want that to get screwed up and the reason they need to protect that is because they know who they are and that is their value and I think a lot of firms out there don't know who they are. I think they want to be everything true, to true. everybody. And and a lot some firms are somewhere in the middle, right? And so um Well and Evan which is interesting to me like, to think about is is knowing and then knowing who you are as a creative. Like that was that was the sort of takeaway for me was who am I? Like like now that I'm I've left that firm, like, you know, like who am I? Because there's arm wrestling going on every single day about standards and who who should use what tool for what. And uh, firms are spending yeah. a ton of money on this stuff. And they have yeah. to train people yeah. how to use it. And there's there are all these struggles and they are they're real. And then there's there's like the art of the process and who you are and your identity and what value you bring. And those 
those are in kind of competing against each other a lot of times. And it, it's like, who's got the bigger hammer here? Is it the accounting department and the IT department or is it the design department, right? And and who makes the money in the firm? I mean, that this is a constant arm wrestling. Like who who brings in, like what? why do we exist is a question that doesn't get talked about enough, right? Is mm-hmm. what are we here for? And and because I think a lot of times it is, for all the things, right? And and therefore we have no priorities because we have all the priorities. And 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 th- this is the kind of thing that a lot of firms struggle with for sure. Yeah. I do find it interesting. I could, we can go on. And... <laughs> but I do find it interesting as we've talked, as we've been talking through, as I'm listening to everybody else, is there, there are certain aspects of the process that have, kind of faded away at least for me moved from a bigger firm say in the california side of my life to to michigan to small smaller firms and now a a practice of one but uh where i don't have anybody to answer to but myself but or blame or blame (laughs) i suppose some of the, the the advancements in software that don't get talked about in as much are the things that have eliminated the aspects that used to drive us crazy. But the fact that they've sort of worked those kinks out in the background, and now I don't even think, I can't can't even describe like one or two, but now I don't really worry about certain things, except for the, I mean, you brought up the fact of the versioning which, like I, I tell my students, the university that I'm, I'm at gives them laptops, and so there's hardware to work with. It's like, just save a copy. Like, don't change the one you have. Like, if I see you two or three times a week, don't delete that model. Like, save save as and make an edit over here. Like, you're not losing any, you're not going to get penalized for using up hard drive or something like that. Right. But the so anyways, I mean, I I kind of diverged from from where I was heading. But nice, nice um, work derailing us there, Kurt. Jeez. Well, but I mean, you know, to to kind of re-rail you. <laughs> That's a thing. It's put, it's put thing it back now. on the tracks. <laughs> if you think about like all of the different software that we had, all of these different tools. I mean, think about. I mean, I'm blanking exactly what you call it, but. When we were trying to do like the SunPath diagrams and we would build a physical model and we'd go in and we would, you know, put oh, it heliodon. in. Heliodon. Thank you, Heliodon. We had this big, massive Heliodon in our school. And you think about all of that and now it's a software. Now it's a tool that's yeah. even built in that we can have as an add-on into Revit that basically helps us kind of do all of the same analysis a lot of different ways, but it, now we can iterate a lot quicker. And there's a lot of things. I mean, sure, it, it's there. There's some kind of I don't know. Maybe it's a romantic feeling that I have of like doing more things hands on than in the computer. But it's still this opportunity for us to be able to iterate faster. To be able to say, okay, our windows on this side of the building. I think about some juries that I sat through of yours, Kurt, and I'm thinking about like all of these people who are these kids who are like shying away from putting the windows on the Southern exposure. So they like bricked up an entire wall and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like 
you're missing some amazing design opportunities just by, and then there was others that would like present and they would show like their studies and stuff and say, well, here's how I've chosen to mitigate that problem, but here's the design that I could come up with. And you'd just say, okay, yeah, these, these, they're getting it and they understand it. And that's the thing is like all of the, at least the technology that we do have is sort of taking the romantic, like let me build a, a little physical model and let me go to the Heliodon and like set it up and then go through the process of all of these things and then take photographs because I would do that. I would take photographs of each of as the pathway sure. goes through of all the different set. And then I would go and take that because I would do it all in black and white. And then I would go and develop that film and go into the dark room and I would do all of these things. And so like the romantic nature of that whole process was lost, but it's lost in a way that if you think about it, that was like maybe a week's worth of time where you can do it in just a few hours or a few minutes in some cases to, to iterate and do all of that. And then go back to, as another quote of Evan is technology's here to pour us to do the things that we really want to do and help eliminate some of the things that we don't really want to do. Well, I mean, if it, if it, if it, if it informs the decision-making and doesn't take, and I think that's what that partner was talking about too, is as long as the decision-making isn't being taken away, right? like to iterate and sort of just, you know, like what you're sort of about the Heliodon and sort of the study model and solar, I've sat in plenty of juries of students where they've got all the tech and they're running all the stuff, but they don't know what they're seeing either. Exactly. And, and they're not, or they know what they're seeing, but they don't know how to take that thing and synthesize it into a decision-making process that has an art and an art to it. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's the, that's losing who they are as a, as a designer. They're assuming that the program's going to figure it out, like run the numbers and the program's going to figure it out. And tell me where to put the windows. I don't want the program to tell me where to put the windows. I want right, it, I want right. it to maybe either confirm my suspicions, or, or suggest something I hadn't thought of, and then kind of see where that takes me. Where there's still a decision point after all that. But that's that's who I am. I mean, and I think that's sort of what you're describing. Right. It's like that week that week gets compressed to a day, and. You know, you're still involved in those decisions on that day. But I'm not sure that we're educating all the people we work with to those activities. So, so let's do a hypothetical here. So let's say the kid in Kurt's class that decided because it was south facing and they did a solar study that said that they didn't want to have any light come in there. And they basically bricked up the entire wall. If they then went to the client and said, Hey, I want to, because of all of the data that I've got, this is what I want to do. And the client says, okay, well, that makes sense. Then let, let's do it. But then not realize that what they've done is they've denied one of probably the most major aspect of the site and the siting of the building was, is that there was just this, these amazing views that they now don't get to take advantage of because of that. Now, this is, this is just them doing pure analytical data analysis and not really looking at the design aspect of things where, you know, part of the conversation, especially when Kurt kind of like steps in and talks about that, talks about, okay, here's the data that you, you did. 
But however, here is what you could have really informed. And those were the good things about it is that I'm not going to go off on another tangent about like some of the stuff that I really appreciate about what's going on at, at LTU where he's teaching, but, but really it gives, it starts to integrate them into understanding all of the different tools in their toolbox, but then to what do all of those tools mean? What does all of the data mean? What, how can I achieve good design through all of these tools? and really have a sound judgment of the design based off of the tools that I have. And I think that's where kind of like the rambling earlier about technology was, is that it's really just kind of keeping the hands-on mindset, the, the, the sketch mindset, and understanding how all of those tools, the mindset of the, of the sketch artist is, is really kind of a creator, right? So now we have more and more tools, but we don't want to lose. And I think this goes back to what your boss was, your old boss was saying is we don't want to lose that creativity. We don't want to lose sight of, as Evan said, our identity of who we are. We know who we are. We know what we do now. How do we do it better? Something that's come up a, a, a couple of times on, on Twitter, I think was the, the main place that this came across my radar, which was like, what, what is a sketch? Like in Jamie's case, it's a literal sketch, right? But for somebody coming through architecture school now, it could be code. It it could be three D modeling. It could mm -hmm. it could be different things, and that is a sketch to them. It could be the phone in your camera, or <laughs> the other way around, the camera in your phone, right? It's like there's so many ways now that you can uh, use a tool to support your creative process, and it doesn't have right. to be this one. And it's not for me to say which one you should use. And I've been on the other side of that argument too, right? Which is like, no, you have to use these tools to do this now because <laughs> of firm and politics and standards stuff. and all that kind of stuff, right? And so it's a tough nut to crack for sure. But it, it is interesting to me to think about it in that way and say, like, what is it? How do you sketch? Because it might not be like with this writing implement on this flat plane, it, it could be a completely different thing. And now there's VR and there's, you know, there's so many different ways in which people can express creativity and it, it doesn't just have to be that one way anymore. And the whole idea of what, what is a sketch is, is kind of an interesting topic in itself. Yeah. So I have a question for you, for you both. And I'm going to ask her if he, if he agrees with me. So Evan, like your background, like just makes me believe that there's multiple Evans in multiple universes, all having like simultaneous podcast recordings. And it's just, it's a it's just like, it just hit me. Like the more we've been talking that this isn't the only conversation that's going on with you right now. <laughs> which, which version? Cormac, do you, do you, do you have that? Do you have that yeah. moment every once in a while when you're just like, which Evan am I talking to? Oh yeah. yeah. It's just like, wait, am I recording Marcus speak or is he recording Troxel or are we on, are we on people verse here? Or, you know, like it's it's four a, of us. this is now, the multiverse. Is a, yeah. This, this is, is the multiverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it kind of, but, but actually what I find interesting and kind of enriching about the conversations that we have is 
because in his multiverse of other podcasts and stuff, he really does talk with a lot of people that connect him back to kind of like, so I'm sure you guys know that, you know, he started off as a designer, but then because he was always tinkering with how it works, how it goes together and all that other stuff kind of got to the point where he was more or less the go-to guy for tech. And then it became more and more that he was like tech oriented side. And then ultimately before he ended up leaving to go to a company called tech, he was basically the one who was the official title um, that you had. Uh, I was director of digital practice. Is, am I on candid camera right now? Is this, yeah, this, this is, yeah. is that, is that camera yes. on? Yeah. <laughs> no, that camera's on. Oh, okay. Uh, but so he's always kind of kept a foot in the design world, but how is the design, how do you make that sketch or that design or that whatever better through the tools that we have in What's interesting about it is, is like being able to like have these conversations with him after he's had like a conversation with like, I'm not going to start dropping names of all the different people that he talks to, but you know, all the different people that he talks to about that are technology influencers in what we do on a daily basis. It's, it's really interesting to kind of hear it from a perspective that is coming from a like-minded designer that sees like all of these different opportunities out there. The unfortunate thing is, is that one of the things that he points out often is, is how architects are letting that opportunity slip past by us to have somebody else do it for us because back to the whole afraid of change and not change things, the way things are and not changing aspect is, is that we, we don't like we want to do something better. We want to do, we want things to be easier for us, but do we want to do them for ourselves? Nah, nah, we want somebody else to do it for us. Go out and find a better tool for us. Cause I'm sitting here now and I'm looking at like my desk and it's like, so I've got the pencil that I've been talking about, the good old, uh, Palomino Blackwing, uh, one of the best pencils on the planet. And then the stylus, multiple stylus, styli, whatever we want to call them. And then the other tool, what, right? The other like clicky clicky tool and. What's interesting about it is, is that I've been sketching a lot recently, but it has not been with the pencil. It has either been with the stylus or it has been with the mouse and doing a lot. Of, I mean, so many times I've drawn, redrawn and redrawn, um, and just because I just want to do a simple 2d line work of a big master plan. Right. So I'd pull out, I, I went to the old school technology of CAD started drawing everything out and say, like, oh, what size do I want my streets? What size do I want my alleyways? What do I want this? What do I want to do that? And then I, I think I came up with like, hold on, 15 different site plans of different variations of sketches. And they were literally just sketches. And I took those sketches and, and yes, you can lambast me all you want to, Mr. Troxel, about my, my workflow mm. process here of like then taking it in a sketch up and then starting to basically draw and extrude from there, but it's still another form of sketching, another mm -hmm. form of iterating things. And so then I have, you know, multiple different, like, you know, okay, I, I have single family, single family attached, single family, multifamily, apartment blocks, business sections, all these different things of like all this different stuff that I'm doing. And all of that is a sketch process, but it's a sketch process used in our new tools, not our old tools. 
three of those site plans were created during the recording of this podcast. <laughs> no, just yeah. just two just two of two of the houses. <laughs> and and Kurt, he's also just redesigned your house in the UP too. So it's yeah. it's it's all taken uh, care of. For it. Yeah. Southside UP. Well, guys, this has been yeah, a fun conversation. Weird. I don't want to force us to close here, but I feel like we're kind of wrapping up. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us on our, our on our big number episode. Uh, I don't think episode numbers really matter, but it, it was a big number, so it was a good excuse to to reach out and hang out. So we're I'm happy that we did that. It's been a fun conversation, and it's gone longer than our normal conversations, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Pod, that's what podcasts are for, man. They're there for the long form yeah. conversation. If anybody's made it to this point in the conversation, who's listening? You're awesome. Right. You all get free coffee. You might get some coffee. Well, there needs to Just, be a, 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 what do you call it, a, a proof proof of, of existence. So, like, yeah, if you have made it this far, you have to find a way to get in touch with me, and I will send you a, a he, bag he of might, coffee. He might write down your address. How do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's without, going in the recording. I mean, yeah, there, there's well, proof of life right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> your statements I, are contractual at this point well thanks i appreciate the invite it was exciting to bump into you all again at the conference and uh it's an honor to join you on, on the arca speak podcast is the first architecture podcast that i started listening to which probably planted the seed of me thinking that maybe i could do this too and i don't think jamie and i have a lot of fun i don't think we're doing it quite as well as you two have been doing it for so many years i i appreciate it. well you know it's that interesting was in the contract he had to say that that was <laughs> yeah, we, yeah that was in the pre but i will say as somebody who's listened over the past five years of yours even if you go back and listen to ours i love how the evolution of finding your footing happens in all of these different ones. I mean, every podcast that I've listened to has gone through some interesting evolution of just like finding it's like, okay, here's the rhythm. Here's, here's what, here's who we are. It's Jamie. It's like, you know, going back to learning how to sketch by like copying other people and then getting to that point where you find your own design, your own kind of like hand at things. And, and I think what's really interesting is to kind of like listen to the evolution and now watch the evolution of y'all's podcast to like really kind of, because everybody has a good story. Everybody has a story. It's always like fun and refreshing to listen to other, other people and just kind of like also sort of like watch them kind of like grow up in a weird sort of way. I like how you walked that back, Cormac. Everyone has a good story. Right. Everyone has a story. Let's that's just, let's just. Right. <laughs> and then he, Wait, I, I, I think he told us to grow up too, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm only <laughs> referring to Kurt. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, no, thanks. This was something we were looking forward to. So this was, this was fun. Just, I mean, next time if you promise somebody coffee and they're like really like looking forward to it and they oh, don't yeah. get it i'm just oh well I, you uh, oh, both I, received i'm some driving coffee. through a tunnel I, uh, broadcast ends no thanks guys <laughs> <laughs>